so the holiday season is in full swing. I know a lot of people started uh, with a couple of holiday parties this weekend, and York police started their holiday ride program. But it seems like some people are not getting the message. We're joined now by Constable Andy Pattenden, York Regional Police Media Relations Officer. Andy, it wasn't a very good weekend this weekend uh, in York Region. What made this weekend particularly bad? And, you know, you mentioned some people are not getting the message. We have a lot of people not getting the message up here in York Region. And this weekend alone, 16 drivers charged with 27 impaired-related criminal driving offenses. And I can tell you that our chief, Eric Jolliffe, has had enough, and uh, he's taken the step today that effective immediately we're going to be naming all of those drivers charged with impaired-related criminal driving offences. And, you know, we're hoping that uh, it's going to make this uh, practice of driving while impaired more socially unacceptable than it already is and perhaps act as a deterrent for these people who continue to make that choice to use alcohol, use drugs, and get behind the wheel of a car. Where are you going to be posting the names? So we're going to post the names on our website, uh, yrp.ca, as well as we'll be posting to Facebook and Twitter and uh, sending out a media release uh, every Monday so that the media are aware of all the names of the people that have been charged. How long have have York Regional Police been planning to post names of people that have been charged with impair-related criminal driving offences? You know, I can tell you, we've been contemplating it for a while. There are other police services in the province that, that do this. Um, but we had chosen not to up until this point. And what really has put us over the edge is just the numbers. So, so far this year, more than 1,400 charges laid for impaired driving offences in York Region. That's up from the year before, up from the year before. It's a trend that, honestly, back in 2015, at the end of 2015, when uh, we had the tragedy in Vaughan where the Neville Lake children and their grandfather were killed, we truly believed that we would see the numbers go down just because people were aware of that incident and the tragedy that that brought upon a community. But we haven't seen it. The numbers continue to go up. So this is just one more step that we're taking to try and change that trend to get the numbers to go down. Andy, you mentioned that a number of jurisdictions already do this. Do you have the uh, metrics? Have they seen a reduction in impaired driving since they started posting names of people that were charged? You know, some of them have had success with it, um, but what we're focusing on is York Region. And we had put the request out to our community to say, you know, what can we do? What more can we possibly do uh, to change the trend of these numbers going up? And our community came back and said, please name them. So really? this really is in response to what our community has been asking us to do. And, uh, you know, it's not the majority of people that are getting behind the wheel, but there's a minority of them. And uh, those people are now going to be named in York Region. Um, talk about some of the people that you, you've already posted 16 drivers charged with 27 impaired related driving uh, criminal offenses over the weekend. You know, any surprises about who these people are? Are they young? Are they old? You know, I've been watching the numbers for a long time now. In the job is media relations. We, we talk, uh, you know, almost every week about an outrageous incident. But I can tell you that the primary age group is males 22 to 35 that uh, historically we've been seen committing this, these offenses. But um, it can really be anybody, uh, male, female, variety of ages. Uh, and as you can see in the list that we posted of these particular 16 drivers, so many of them are not actually from York Region. So a lot of people come into this region, they do their socializing and then uh, hop in their car and leave. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be catching you. We have so many officers dedicated to ride spot checks and patrol. And, and the encouraging number, one of the few that we've seen in this area, is the increased number of calls to 911 from our citizens who spot suspected impaired drivers. So, you know, we can't do it all ourselves. And the community really is coming forward in York Region and trying to help us out. Okay, so that's what you do. If you see somebody that you figure is impaired, you call 911. 
Absolutely. It's a crime in progress. Don't even hesitate. You know, if, you, if you're following somebody and you see them weaving, you see an odd speed, whatever they may be doing. And remember, this is day or night. Uh, we get these uh, outrageous incidents happening in the middle of the day where people are extremely impaired. Don't hesitate. Call 911. Annie, how long do you plan in York Region to uh, name the uh, people that are charged with impaired related criminal driving offenses? Well, our chief has decided that uh, we're going to be doing this from now on. So um, some of the other services uh, named during the festive enhanced ride programs, we're going to be doing it year round. And every week we're going to be posting the names. And, you know, maybe when we see the numbers change, we might change. But until, you know, that happens, uh, it's a full court press from York Regional Police to end impaired driving on our roads. You said you're posting them on social media. What kind of uh, comments are you getting from people that are on social media? A lot of comments. Uh, On Facebook alone, there's been well over 100 comments uh, already since we put this out this afternoon. Most people applauding what we're doing. And again, it's because, you know, our community asked for this, which is why we're doing it. So I'm not surprised at the comments. Uh, Some of them, some people asking, you know, do we have the authority to do this? And and we do. We do have the legal authority to put out the names of people charged criminally in Canada. And uh, we're, you know, our chief is choosing to exercise that authority when it comes to impaired driving. I want to just play a clip from an interview that we had uh, last hour with Joseph Newberger. He's a criminal lawyer and he's our AM640 or 640 Toronto legal analyst. uh, Old habits die hard. Uh, Here he is talking about that. Well, I'm never in favor of uh, public shaming. I think it it doesn't have the impact anyone would would think it it does. I think it's unsightly. That being said, police do press releases in other cases. So it's not uncommon for a press release to occur in a sexual assault case or, or something of more notoriety. So it doesn't preclude them from doing a press release with respect to a number of individuals charged over a weekend for impaired driving. But I have to say, from a, a privacy standpoint, people are innocent until proven guilty. We have a rule of law. And by doing a press release and naming and shaming, I think it's, I don't think it will have an impact on deterrence. It's just an unfortunate, um, I think, display that it's not good for individuals overall or, or I think our society. Andy, what do you think about that? Do you think safety trumps privacy? In our world, public safety trumps everything. And uh, and, and he was right. We do put out media releases uh, every day, in fact, where we're talking about other criminal offenses where uh, people are charged and we put out their name. But let, let me put it to you this way. So far this year in York Region, we've had eight people that have been tragically killed in homicides. We've had five people tragically killed by impaired driving. So if you think for a minute that um, people that are driving while impaired are not a risk to public safety, you'd be wrong. And uh, I can also tell you that each of these people that are charged with impaired related offenses receive a 90-day driver's license suspension. So, um, you know, we're hopeful that by putting the names out there, uh, people in the community might see them and recognize, hey, there's my neighbor, and I've seen him driving to and from work or whatever, uh, and to give us a call and we can investigate and help to further um, enforce those 90-day driver's license suspensions. So this this means uh, that other people will be your eyes and ears. And that's what we need. You know, we need our community to help us out. We only have so many police officers on so many of our roads, and and we really do our best to get these impaired drivers off our streets. But it really is up to all of us, and we need the community's help. Some of the people that you're catching uh, with these uh, impaired driving charges, are are some of them repeat offenders? How often does that happen? It does happen for sure. There are uh, there are repeat offenders. Uh, We also see you know a wide variety of range of. alcohol, drug offenses, uh, and the numbers that they're, they're, they're blowing. So, um, you know, some of the people in here are, you know, 
in that the limit's 80. Some of them are in the 100 to 110 to 120 range. But as we highlighted in one of the incidents uh, this past weekend on Friday, the driver in this case blew four times the legal limit. And that driver was also found to have a half-empty bottle of vodka in the console. So there's no way that there's uh, you know any doubt in that driver's mind that they were impaired when they were behind the wheel of that vehicle. So um, you know we've been saying for a very long time now that the safest amount is zero. So if you've had any alcohol or any drugs, just don't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. You know, we're not saying don't drink, we're not saying don't smoke, or, or do, you know, other kinds of drugs. Our message is just don't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Sure, Andy, I want to ask you a question. You know, a lot of people are going to be heading to Christmas parties, and Chris and I were musing about this off-air. He wondered if, you know, you, you're bringing a bottle of wine for the host, if it's, um, you know, it's it's closed, you haven't even opened it, you haven't tampered it, within reach of the driver, like somewhere in the car, could you be charged, or does 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 it have to be in the trunk? Potentially, but that's under the Liquor License Act. So that's a, that's a different, and the Highway Traffic Act. So those are provincial offenses, serious in nature. These Those are not impaired criminal driving right. offenses. So the safest place to, to travel with alcohol uh, or cannabis, for that matter, is in the trunk of your vehicle. So it's just a good idea to, to, to put it there, um, and then you'd avoid any sort of complications. Andy, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. What's the takeaway for people uh, that are listening? The takeaway is if you've had any alcohol or any drugs, just do not get behind the wheel of a vehicle. And, uh, you know, we don't want to see your name on this list. Um, And, you know, do you really want your neighbors and everyone else finding out that you've been charged criminally?